Well, good morning everybody and today we're going to be dealing um, with a subject um, that might be a little bit different from the normal flow where we're going and I want to entitle today's message Truth Planters and we were busy discussing something um, yesterday with regards to people's lives being changed. You know, we sit down and we wonder about when does somebody's life really get changed in God? When does that person actually have a total transformation? And you know the Bible speaks about that there should be fruit of your salvation. And when do you get to the point of actually having your life changed so radically that everybody can see it? And not only that, what is your responsibility as a Christian towards others? Because we've got to understand that a lot of Christians are doing things that they're not meant to do. And I'm going to explain that and I'm going to show you exactly what God intends for us to do. In John chapter 8 verse 32, and I want us just to, you can write down the scriptures and go check them up at home, but I want you to take note of a few things. And this is a very important scripture. And this is Jesus Christ speaking. He says, well, 31, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. In other words, if you get into the word of God, you are going to be a disciple or a follower of him. And verse 32, it says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth is going to make you free. Now I want you to know something, that the Bible is very clear that the truth is going to make you free. But the question that we've got is this, and this is something that has been an age-long question. How long does it take before the truth is going to make you free? You know, if we know that the truth is going to make you free, how come is it that some people, give you an example, I could have ten people sitting under the exact same truth or the same word, and some people will catch it and they will change their lives forever, and others will walk out there and it won't even affect them one bit. And they'll be exactly the same as what they were when they got there. And we have got to understand what is my responsibility as a Christian towards fellow Christians, and what is God expecting from us, and when does truth change somebody's life? When does that truth actually start making a difference? So we're going to answer those questions today because I really believe that a lot of Christians are going far too far in people's lives. What do I mean by that? People have got the idea that I am meant to fix somebody else. There's so many Christians who have got the idea that I have got to fix you. I've got to make something right. And you know it's wrong. It's not a debate of whether it's wrong. My question is this, is who's supposed to change it? Is it me who's supposed to change it? Or is it God who's supposed to change it? You know, we sit down and we look at somebody's behavior, or we look at somebody's attitude, or we look at somebody's fruit in their lives, and we go, listen, that has got to change, because that's not godly. But we have got to know what is God's plan on how He is going to change that person's life. The problem is this, is if we get into the idea of, I've got to fix people, there's two problems that happen. Number one is, the person is always going to be reliant on you. They're always going to come back to you and say, okay, well, here's my next issue. Here's my next problem. Here's the next thing that I need to deal with. And you are ending up just counseling yourself to death. And you're just totally exhausted and finished and you can't handle it anymore. The second problem, which is even worse, is the fact that 
it is going to be emotional decisions. It's going to be head knowledge and it's going to be decisions that's not birthed out of the Spirit. They're going to change their behavior because they know that it's wrong out of a guilt trip or whatever, but not because God has genuinely changed their heart. And then it's going to be short-lived and they're going to end up going straight back to where they were. I've seen this many, many times where I have given somebody advice or done something with people. They will do it for a season. As soon as you back off, they go right back to the original thing that they did. And I kept on saying to God, God, this is so frustrating. God, I just cannot tolerate this anymore. It's almost like you play yo-yo with people, you know. And you say, okay, well, I get them to an up position, and then you look again, and they're right back down again. Then they get up, and they get right down. And God started to show me this a few years ago and said, listen, Arthur, your job is not to change them. Listen very carefully. Your job is not even to give them wise counsel. Your job is to preach the truth. If I minister the word, the word has got the power, not my clever ideas. So the initial thing should be, if somebody comes to you with something, you go to them and say, what does the word say? What does the word say? What does the word say? Because the word is the truth. The word is the power of God unto salvation, not your opinion. And so we have got to understand that if we get into this thing properly, God is going to start moving in people's lives. A lot of us want to see change in people. But there's a lot of us that go around and try and fix people. And God's going, that's not my plan, that's never my purpose. So in Acts chapter uh, 26, and if you read through the, the Bible, and when I was doing a study on this, and I went through, I was actually quite surprised at how many times the word truth is mentioned through the Bible in the New Testament. Okay, in Acts chapter 26, and I'm not going to go through a whole stack of things, but I want to just read a few verses. It says, verse 24, and now this is a story with Paul. And it says, now as thus he, uh, he made his defense, Festus with a loud voice said, Paul, you are beside yourself. Much learning has driven you mad. Yeah, he's saying to Paul, listen man, you've become so intelligent that you're actually nuts. You know, you, you've, you've learned so much, you've got so much knowledge, all this learning has made you mad. Listen to what Paul says in verse 25. It says, but he said, I am not mad, most noble Festus, but I speak the words of truth and reason. He speaks the word of God. Remember that the word of God is the truth. He says, you'll know the truth and the truth's going to make you free. So you have got to start by presenting the truth to people. And then you can come with the reason. But let me tell you something. If you don't have the truth in there, people's lives are not going to be changed. So you've got to come and say, this is the word of God. I present the word of God to you. I give you the answers out of scripture. Because that scripture is going to carry power for eternal change. Not the reason. Not logic. Not good counsel. Not this is what everybody's done to get a success in something. I have to go back to the word. Let's quickly turn to Colossians. Let me give you another one. And there's so many of these in the Bible, I'm not going to go through all of them. Colossians chapter 1 verse 6. It says, Which has come to you, as it has also in all the world, and has bring forth fruit, 
Okay, as it is amongst you since the day you heard and knew the grace of God in truth. So what brought the fruit was them knowing the word of God in truth. If you know the word of God in truth, it is going to bear fruit. And I want you to know something, this is so critical. Our instruction as believers is found in Mark chapter 16. And I want you to go and look at this because this is where we are at. Mark chapter 16 and verse 15. And we have got to get this thing sorted out because a lot of us are not operating in this area to where we should be. Verse 15, it says, and this is the great commission that Jesus gives the disciples, He says, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. It does not say reason with them, it does not say counsel them. It says preach the gospel. So the gospel is going to give you the truth. The truth is going to give you your fruit. And you'll get your freedom, the Bible says, you'll know the truth, and the truth is going to make you free. So my question has been this is what am I going to do? How am I going to get somebody to change? How am I going to get somebody to genuinely change their behavior or their attitude or the fruit in their life? There's only one answer. I've got to start with the truth of the Word of God. I have to give them the truth. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23, and I know I'm giving a lot of scripture this morning, but I want you just to stay with me because I really believe that God wants us to start changing some of the things that we are doing. In 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 23 it says this, Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. In other words, your incorruptible seed is through the word of God. Now I want us quickly, and I'm not going to go and turn there, I want you to have a look at something. We have got clear instruction that we need to preach the word. When we bring the word, we are going to deliver a truth. That truth has got the potential to change somebody's life forever. Okay. But in Mark chapter 4, we see the parable of the sower. And there are four categories that we have. And I'm not going to read the chapter now. Everybody knows it. But I want us to see what happens when the word goes into somebody. You have preached the truth into somebody. There are four things that are going to happen. One of these four. Number one is Satan could steal it. And the Bible says the reason why Satan could steal it is because they have no foundation in their life. They are a new baby. They don't know, spiritual baby. They don't know how to hold on to this word. They don't know how to hold on to this truth. And it gets stolen away. I want you to know something. How many of you are going to leave a natural baby all by themselves? Give them food once and leave it. We have got to realize that when we are dealing with spiritual babies, we are going to have to continually give them the truth. Until they start getting their foundation established. We are going to have to be patient, we are going to have to be kind, we are going to have to sit down and say, okay, well let me sort out this puke that's just come out. You know, like babies, they just vomit everything up. You've got to just sort it out, clean them up and start again. And I want to tell you something, that this is something that the church is not doing. We are not patient with newborn Christians. We are, not, we are trying to correct their behavior without the truth settling in their heart. And I want to tell you something, we have got to be patient and keep like a dripping tap with the same truth until it gets into their heart. 
And I want you to know that we are going to have to sit down as soon as we get more people into our group or into our sphere of influence, we have got to keep evaluating every individual to sit down and say, where is this person at and what, what truth can I give them so that they can start growing further to than where they are? You see, if we don't do that, we are going to just end up preaching to people, and then you're going to find out that a lot of their foundations never been sorted out. We can't just keep giving revelation of the revelation of the revelation without the individuals being able to receive the truth that you're giving. So we've got to make sure that everybody's born again, everybody's filled with the Spirit, everybody's water baptized. All of, <coughs> excuse me, all of the basic foundations have got to be checked on all the time with every single person walking into the church or walking into your home cell or wherever you are. Whatever your group is, where you've got a group of believers, you've got to continually evaluate where they're at. So here comes the question, how do you handle it when you've got to sit in with a group of mature guys and a new babe comes in? A new babe that knows nothing. You have Somebody has got to take the time to start feeding them the milk. Gently feeding them the milk until they catch it. When they catch it, they move on to the next thing. And eventually you'll see that they are going to grow up. Our responsibility is to give the truth to every single person. But listen to this. At the level that they can handle. This is the problem that we have. You see, Paul says to the, to the Corinthians, he says, Listen, I can't teach you meat, give you meat. You guys are still on milk. You guys aren't even getting the milk right. I can't give you the meat that's too heavy for you. So we are going to have to evaluate where the people are at and give the milk the truth on the level that they are at. The next group are the group that sit down and they get the truth, but the minute tribulation and persecution comes, they lose it. Now how many of you have ever been there? Let's be honest now. When trials and tribulations go there, you go, Ach, no, this Christianity is too much for me. I want to quit. I want to give up. Come on, let's be honest. Everybody's been there sometime. And said, listen, this is now too heavy for me. Number three is the one that I'm even more scared of. The Bible says those that have the truth, they know the word of God, they have an experience with God, it is a truth in their lives, then all of a sudden the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches draw them away from the truth. I want to tell you something, we are seeing that in today's society more than ever. People can't come to church because they are too tired, because they are too busy making money. They are too busy trying to sit down and get to the place where the cares of the world are driving them down. In fact, what they are actually doing is they've got it the wrong way around. The only way you can sort out the cares of the world is by the power of God. Otherwise, the cares of the world are going to cover you and snare you and end up killing you. Because the world is getting worse and worse. The Bible is very clear on that. So we've got to understand that there are different people, when the truth is presented, there are different people receiving it on different levels. And you're going to have to evaluate where the people are at as to what they can contain at the time. And then, even then, the fourth group, the guys who really get it, they're standing and they're believing God, are only going to get it in 30, 60 or 100 fold. In other words, not everybody's going to get it on the same level even if you get it. Why? Because there are certain levels of faith in that thing. Remember the, the word really operates with faith. And certain people can trust God more than others even if they receive it at the time. They're growing. 
So I want you to know something. Don't get discouraged when you present a really biblical truth and it's not always received. Or you sit down and you walk a road with somebody and then all of a sudden they end up, the persecution's too much or whatever it is and they fall away. There are too many Christians right now, in my opinion, that are falling away because of deceitfulness of riches. There's a lot of Christians who are saying, listen, I don't have time still to sit in church, I'm too busy. And I'm hearing the words busy far too often. We're getting too busy, we're getting too busy, we're getting too busy, getting too busy. I want you to know we're going to have to sit down and start turning that as a value and as a principle because it's getting people away from the truth. Now, I want to ask you this. Even if a truth comes into somebody, and the Bible says that the Word of God is like a seed, the sower, it's like a seed, it's going to grow, it's going to germinate. When does that thing start taking place in their life? Whenever they allow the Holy Spirit to start working in their life. You cannot bring that truth into their lives to the place where it's going to change them. But the Holy Spirit does. So the minute that person gets to a place where the Holy Spirit works in their life, that truth that was deposited there is going to germinate sometime as long as the Holy Spirit's working. And this is where I have a problem. Because a lot of churches are not allowing the Holy Spirit to work on God's people. They are so busy trying to fix them or they're trying to tickle their ears and make them feel good instead of allowing God to do the work with His people. And we have got to allow the Holy Spirit to do the work in His people and not you interfere with it. Allow God to talk to His people. Allow God to work on them. And your job is to give the truth. To give the truth consistently. To give the truth at the level that the people need it. To give the truth in a godly way. And not to get your heart in a mess when it's not received the first round. And understand the level that you are presenting it to. To the people that are getting it. And once you understand that, somebody said to me once, and it was the wisest words, Arthur, every seed will germinate when the conditions are right. Every seed will germinate when the conditions are right. There might be many times when you sat down and said, I give and I give and I give, but I never see fruit. How come am I not seeing the seed germinating? How come am I not seeing the truth taking hold in somebody? I have seen this in countless uh, of people in the last few years. There are many times when Janine and I sit down and say, we are not seeing the fruit, and just when we're ready to pack up, suddenly all the fruit appears. And we sit down and go, how did this lot suddenly happen? Because somewhere along the line, those people allowed the Holy Spirit to deal with them. And all of a sudden, that thing started to take hold. To the point that people's lives are radically changed. They cannot think the same. They're not trying to fake it. They are genuinely changed forever because they have allowed the Holy Spirit to work in their lives. And it works on every one of us the same way. If I get a truth and I go to God and say, Holy Spirit, make this thing real to me. God will make it so real to me that my actions will physically change. And this is where we are at. Our responsibility is to present the truth. Remember I said to you, we are truth planters. We plant truth into people's lives and then allow the Holy Spirit to do the work. Give the Holy Spirit opportunity to say, Holy Spirit, you come and do your work. You come and take over the situation. I am not going to interfere with that. I'm not going to try and counsel somebody out or something. I'm going to say, God, what do you want? What does your word say? What do you want me to do in this situation? Because God, it's your child, this. So I want to challenge us today. 
If you know of anybody who's coming in that's new, in any of your sphere or group or whatever you're busy with, I want to challenge you. What are you doing to give them truth on the level that they're at? At the level that they are at, what are you doing? How are you going to get the truth on their level? You know, I really appreciate, and a lot of people have thrown this out, but you know, in some churches they have a foundation course. Let me tell you something, if you have a foundation course done on a godly thing, it can actually be very good. Because you can give people truth on a very simple level at the starting point so that they can grow very quickly. So I want to challenge us today. Don't try and fix any person. Don't get caught in the trap of trying to fix somebody. All you have to do is to present the truth because the power is in the Word of God. And that's why when the Bible says you'll know the truth and the truth is going to make you free, that making free has got to do with the Holy Spirit work in that person, not you. Because you cannot change any person. And we have seen time and time again how that once we've presented truth over time, then all of a sudden the fruit comes. And a sudden, I don't see a gradual change in people. It's like sudden, they go from this level to that level. It's like a huge jump. And you go, yes, where did that suddenly happen? It's all that truth that has been there. And that person allowing the Holy Spirit to work. And all of a sudden there's a huge change. So I want to encourage us. The Bible says, don't be weary in doing good. When you sit down and you say, God, I don't see this, I don't see this, I don't see this. God's going, you just keep going. Present the truth, present the truth. Make sure that you stick to the Word of God and nothing else in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you that we will truly be truth planters. Lord, that we will not be people of, of just wise opinion. But Lord, that we will truly be people that are going to go and do what you have told us to do, and that is to preach the gospel. Lord, I thank you that when truth is presented, we will create opportunities where the Holy Spirit can deal with these people. Where the Holy Spirit can start germinating that word in each person's life. Where the Holy Spirit can start working in their lives in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you, Lord, that we are not going to get tired and weary of doing well. Lord, that we are truly going to be sowers and we're going to keep sowing the word, sowing the word, sowing the word. Lord, knowing that it's going to benefit and bring forth solid fruit in Jesus' name. And Lord, I thank you, Lord, that we are going to move away from trying to fix somebody to focusing on presenting the truth and preaching the gospel to them. In Jesus' name we thank you. Amen.